In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who is a Lutheran? Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Happy Reformation Day. Yeah, there's nothing really that we say back to that one, is there? It's so much better in Easter when I say, He is risen, and everybody else says... Yeah, we, we should find something um, j- just to say back to one another on Reformation Day. We'll, we'll try to get that together maybe by next October. But uh, today is a day that we celebrate uh, pretty much exclusively in our tradition, in the Lutheran tradition. And um, uh, we celebrate it because we look back to our history, and this is kind of uh, the, the inception of, of what it means to be a, a Lutheran. And uh, really, what it means to be a Lutheran is, is to be a part of a movement. What it means to be a Lutheran is to um, uh, be a part of a movement that's continually going back to the Scriptures and saying, uh, is this actually what we believe? And so um, maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit made that prayer weird just so that we could illustrate that we're continually going back and, and trying to get real clarity about what it is that we truly believe, what, what truly makes us Christians, what truly saves us, and that it's really all about what Jesus has done for us. And yet, at the same time, if you ask people, um, especially here in the South, what's a Lutheran, a lot of times you get some sort of, kind of blank stares, and well, I don't know. And if I were to put you on the spot and say, uh, what's a Lutheran, and if you are a Lutheran, or if you're not a Lutheran with us today, and I, I asked you that, how do you think you would respond? What do you think you would say? Would you... Respond that, well, you know, we're, we're kind of a, a liturgical church. We do this back and forth speaking thing. We sing a lot of songs together. Um, uh, or would you, um, uh, w- would you say that, well, we, we have these sacraments and the sacraments are important. So we have baptism, we have communion. Or, or what is it that you would say? The, the thing that I try to do, and, and uh, when people ask me that question, is I go with our identity statement that is out on the sign out front, and I say, um, well, here at University Lutheran, we, we understand what it means to be a Lutheran, that we are a Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace, that, um, that we're centered on Jesus, and then you have the three sola statements there, um, Scripture alone, faith alone, and grace alone, which is kind of, well, paradoxical, because you have three things, and you say alone after all of them, but that's another sermon. But interestingly, when I got here, I found um, it, it kind of interesting. One of the things that we do here at University Lutheran is that um, we recycle uh, our coffee cups, and um, the way that we recycle our coffee cups is that we... <laughs> We use ceramic coffee cups, and we actually wash them. It's a, an amazing idea. Um, I don't know where they came up with it, but, um, you know, who knew that you didn't have to have styrofoam um, or whatever it is that Starbucks uses? Um, and um, uh, one of the cups that I found around here, because uh, the, the, if you notice, we have a very interesting collection of coffee cups. Um, uh, we, my personal favorite is there is um, something from only Illinois with white squirrels. 
Um, I don't know who brought that, if they're still here or not, but it is fantastically strange. And so I always look for that coffee cup around here. Um, but one of our coffee cups, I don't know if you've ever gotten it. One of our coffee cups, it's a little bit bigger. And so if you're, you're su- you know, you need super caffeinatedness in the morning, um, this is your choice. And on the, the side of the coffee cup, it says, I'm a Lutheran. And I'm always interested in those statements. And so I, I read it, and uh, I, here's what it says. It says, uh, I'm a Lutheran. We are a modest people. <laughs> and we would never make a fuss. And it sure would be a better world if they were all as modest as us. <laughs> We do not go for whoopeting up or a lot of yickety yak. When we say hello, we avert our eyes and we always sit in the back. We sit in the pew where we always sit and we do not shout amen. If only Dale Landry were here. And if anyone yells or waves their hands, they're not invited again. (laughs) And while that might be cute, it's from Garrison Keillor, of course, who is like the patron saint of Lutheranism. Um, Which is odd because he's not really a Lutheran, but... um, this is a picture of Lutheranism. When, when I read this as who I am, and a lot of you know who I am, when I read this, I was like, holy moly, I'm not a Lutheran. <laughs> Except I always sit in the same place. I do. But, but I was like, I, I, don't, I don't really know that that, that is what it means to, to be a Lutheran. And... Uh, And if it is, I'm not even sure that I want to be a Lutheran. And yet there's this perception sometimes about who we are as a Lutheran or uh, who we are as a Christian. And that other people have these perceptions of us. And sometimes we kind of fall into the self-fulfilling prophecy of, well, I'm a Lutheran. And so I guess that um, I, I really don't like anybody who yells or waves their hands. Or I, I'm a Lutheran, and, and so that means that I'm, I'm pretty quiet and reserved. Or um, I'm a Christian, and so I guess that means that I hate everybody. Or uh, whatever it is that, um, that, that people seem to think about who we are. And, and that perception of who we are is something that we can, we can swallow, and we can ingest, and we can begin to behave in Ways that, well, maybe aren't really congruent with what we believe and aren't really congruent with who we actually are. But we can let other people tell us who we are because, well, that's what, what they expect out of us. And that's kind of where Jesus is at in this gospel reading. I mentioned that the text for this sermon is this sort of awkward gospel reading where Jesus says, well, to what shall I compare this generation? 
And he says, you know what I'm going to compare this generation to? I'm going to compare it to a nursery rhyme. Uh, it's an early nursery rhyme that was used by children in Israel. And uh, the nursery rhyme is, is all about, you know, we did this thing for you and you didn't respond in the way that we thought you should. And so often that is uh, a difficult thing for us to do. It's a, it's a difficult place for us to live in. To not fulfill what people think we should fulfill. To not be who people think that we should be. And so Jesus says, you know, I'm comparing you to this nursery rhyme, and I'm going to show you two points of comparison. I'm going to show you myself, and I'm going to show you John the Baptist. And I'm going to show you two totally radically different ways to be prophets. So John the Baptist was a prophet, one who spoke the word of God. And if you remember all of the stories about John the Baptist, well, he was a little bit kind of, well, strange. Right? I mean, he lived out in the desert. He preached next to a river. He wore camel's hair. And he ate bugs and honey. He's a little strange. And so you can maybe kind of get why people are like, that guy's got a demon. Because he doesn't function in the way that they thought that a prophet should. They thought a prophet should be, well, maybe a little bit more normal. You know, maybe stand by the river and preach a sermon or two and maybe baptize a few people. But after that, you know, go to some people's houses, hang out, chill, do whatever. That's not who John the Baptist was, though. And John the Baptist was perfectly fine being... John the Baptist, he was perfectly fine saying, this is who I am. And who I am is going to be in your face and calling out your sins. And sure, you can call me a demon till you're blue in the face. I don't care. This is who I am. Jesus, on the other hand, well, Jesus doesn't stand pretty much anywhere for a long time if you read the gospels he's walking around all over the place here there and everywhere he's always at somebody's house and usually it's somebody who well whose house he shouldn't be at really yeah tax collectors and sinners we're kind of okay with tax collectors because when we say tax collectors we think um irs agents and while we may not like them while they're auditing us, they're generally speaking not the scum of the earth. But uh, what you're talking about with tax collectors here is that these people are traitors. This is like Jesus went to go and have dinner at an Al-Qaeda cell house. And sinners, well, these are people that, well, their life is defined by their sinning. And whatever sinning that might be, usually a lot of times in this culture, it, were, it, it, 
they were sins that affected the social order. And so sins that affected the social order like uh, adultery, sins that affected the social order like thievery, sins that affected the social order by um, specifically eating away at the family unit because that was held in such high regard. And so Jesus would go and he would sit down and he would have a meal with all of these people and he would have some wine. And so Jesus lived this life where he was going out to dinner all of the time and he was having all of this wine and people were watching this and they're saying, well, this guy, he just likes to eat and drink. He's Anthony Bourdain. He, he, he just wants to go out there and, and well, but he, he's not as likable as Anthony Bourdain. Uh, he, he's, he's a glutton and a drunkard. And Jesus, obviously, because he's bringing this up, said, all right, I'm okay with that. Who are you? That's what he's getting at. This is John the Baptist. This is me. Who are you? And we respond, well, I'm a Lutheran. What does that mean? Does it mean that you're kind of shy, sort of judgmental? like the coffee cup says? Or does it mean more what Martin Luther wanted it to mean? That you are somebody who would be okay with Jesus and okay with John the Baptist. Because it doesn't matter your works. But that it matters that Jesus Christ died on a cross to forgive you of your sins. And so that you can meet people that are strange prophets and seem to have a demon. And yet look at them and say, Jesus Christ died for you so that we can be together in the resurrection. And that you can look at people that maybe eat a little bit too much and maybe drink a little bit too much and you find them outside of pots at three in the morning and you look at them and you say, Jesus loved you so much that he died for you and for me so that we could be together in the resurrection. That's what it means to be a Lutheran. If there's nothing else that it means to be a Lutheran, it is at least, at the very least, at the very center of what we believe, that we know that we are justified despite what we do. Despite what other people's impressions of us are, or even despite what other people think we should be like. But that we know that all of our righteousness comes from Jesus. 
and that gives us license. Maybe not to be gluttons and drunkards because there's sin there, but it gives us license to push the envelope to where people might actually accuse us of that. To push the envelope to see if we can maybe get one person to call us a drunkard. Because we're hanging out with the people that we're not supposed to be hanging out with. Or maybe just one person who (laughs) says that we have a demon. Because we believe so fervently what God's word calls for us to be in words of repentance. Who are we as Lutherans? We're people who understand our entire life not on the basis of some little cute nursery rhyme but on the basis of a cross and someone who died there to give us eternal life. That's what it is to be a Lutheran. Amen.